0: You are now listening to Femme Podcast with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez. Mmm, Femme. Hey listeners, want to start your own podcast? Let us tell you our favorite tool. Anchor is the one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. Here's why. Anchor lets you record and edit your show right from your phone or computer. So no matter your setup, you can start creating right now. Then it distributes your show to the most popular listening platforms like Apple and Spotify. Plus, it's the only place you can send video content to Spotify. Creators can even earn money on Anchor with ads
1: and subscriptions. Best of all, it's all free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.
0: Hey fam fam, it's Tessa and Carolina. We have another amazing guest for you today, as always. Um, This one um, came from KWPR, which we've gotten a lot of great people from, so thank you very much to you guys. Um, So we have director and writer Greg Bjorkman, and his film Press Play is just released, just been released a couple of weeks ago. Um, And we really dive in with him about... Well, first of all, this is his directorial debut for a feature film. So we really get into that and, like, you know, his process and how, um, like, he was so positive about it all. You know, this is a really (laughs) feel-good episode and how that really, like, affected the creation of it. You know, it, it made everyone comfortable. It made everyone feel like, you know, okay, we can get this done because, you know, it's like... They shot, and then the pandemic, and then it's like, how do we deal with that in post? And it's okay; right. we can be patient and do this the right way, and you know, just so many of those sort of elements. So I think this is a really, like I said, feel-good episode. It makes you realize, like, it doesn't all have to be like we got to stick to this schedule, oh like, get it out in a minute. Like, we're not, especially with indie film, you don't have, you know, a, a, a company breathing down your back if you got to get this release out at a certain time. Like, it's more important to just really make the film that you want to make, even if that means you got to wait a little bit and be patient
1: (laughs) and maybe film it in Hawaii. Yes. So, you know, (laughs) like film where you want to film, make the story happen. And I think, uh, I don't know if it were, it's just been my, we're like mindset for gearing up for, for sync our first feature, but it's just like a great reminder. Like we, and I, and something I have been trying to practice every day is enjoy everything, like mm-hmm. enjoy it. Like you're, you're making something really cool happen here. So, cause we get, we get stressed out about life and timelines and the pressure to do it all like now. And I think this episode with Greg, like just again, kind of brought back that good energy yeah. of like, we, we can enjoy this process. Um, and what a fascinating process he he went through for this film. Like he, like, I think you guys are going to also have some great takeaways. So, well, without further ado, Greg Bjorkman. Welcome, Greg. We're excited to talk about Press Play. We, uh, correct us if you're wrong, you are the director and co-writer of the film. That's and correct. And it's your first
0: debut of a feature film?
2: Is it is. It's uh the first project that I've ever written and the first project that I've ever directed.
0: Wow, congratulations on that. Yeah. Like before we Thank even you. get into it, that's a huge yeah. accomplishment. Yeah.
2: It feels it feels uh a little overwhelming, but at the same time mm-hmm. like it's a, it's a cool feeling. It's a cool feeling. I've gotten a couple really nice messages from people over the weekend, complete strangers. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a, it's a good feeling.
0: And what's exciting too, is like, we've heard we've had a lot of filmmakers come on this show and be like, you know, your first movie's going to suck. It's just practice. Like, don't, you know, don't expect too much. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, it is it's going to be practice. It's going to be your first film. But it's exciting when we see people that they have their first feature and there's names attached and it's got distribution and you know, all of these things like your film. So, that's really exciting too.
2: It's 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 such a such a unique experience that I feel like it's it's hard to even give advice to people who are trying to to follow in my okay. steps because it feels very unique to me. Uh, I feel like everybody in the industry has some sort of unique start but um, <laughs> you know this this one feels very winding to me.
0: Yeah I'd love to hear more about it if we can just dive into that like yeah. sure
2: yeah so I I started in uh, feature post well actually before that I, I was a PA uh, on set, and I was talking with um, production designer um, about uh, you know what what I should like what my interests were. Um, uh, Jason Kisvarde actually, who did uh, a bunch of uh, the Daniels movies, including uh, Everywhere. Uh, Blocking anywhere, on the the every t-
1: anywhere. <laughs> it's a very all, yes. it's a
2: repetitive film name uh everything everywhere I wanna, all at yeah. once
1: yeah all at once i want to see yeah. that actually it's on my so, list
2: so also time travel <laughs> um but yeah. he uh he he uh he basically was like you know you need to you need to get into whatever department you want to be in uh as soon as possible because there are people that get stuck uh as pas mm-hmm. And like having that knowledge was something that uh, made me feel a little bit more urgency. And I decided, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know if I don't know if production is where I want to end up. I want to I want to edit. And, you know, in the back of my mind, though, like I knew that editing might not be the end goal, but it was just seemed like the easiest route to where I wanted to end up. Uh, because, you know, set is big. There's a lot of people yeah. that are between you and that role of director. Uh, right. And that was what I wanted to do. But, you know, there's a lot of people in between you and that, and that director. So you can't really observe, you know, how someone is creating and, you know, how that, how that goes for them from such a, a fringe location. So I decided on editorial as the place that I wanted to end up uh, for the time being. and so i i i took an editing class while i was going to school i was also a pa so while i was going to school i took an editing class and uh my resume got sent to uh john axelrad he doesn't remember where he got it from (laughs) uh, but i have like an i have an inkling of where it came from but uh he he got my resume he sent it to rob sullivan rob sullivan called me up and was like hey do you want to uh, you know, intern on this this little film. It's an indie film um, by a first-time director Josh Boone. Uh, it's called Writers at the time, mm. and oh now it's called God. Stuck in Love. Mm. And we uh, he he called me up and, and had me come in for an interview, and then uh, I started syncing their dailies for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was a really great learning experience because it was such a small editorial. It was literally. Rob Matt uh, rundell and Josh in editorial and so I got to see how this was being created um, you know the decisions that were being made and you know I, I I stuck with them for uh you know two two features after that uh, getting to observe you know how things get put together and what works right. what doesn't mm-hmm. work and what you need for the edit you know I'm I'm not there on set I'm not seeing like what uh what's being no i am seeing what's being shot but i'm not seeing like how or the decisions that are being made i'm just seeing the result and whether or not those results work and so like you know you, you 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 kind of it's kind of like hanging out with people where like you start to take on a little bit of their personality so like you 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 get you gather like all the necessary things in editorial in my opinion to be able to go to set and take those um you know those skill sets that you learn or at least the knowledge of what's needed in an editorial at the end of the day. Um, and so then anyway, I, I, I no, talked I to Josh. Really yeah.
1: want to say like, that is something we talk about on the show is like learning as much about what everyone's role or department is in film, because it just informs you and makes you a better director. and makes you a better actor. Oh, for like sure. what I learned editing is when I feel like I actually understood how the director was communicating to actors at times, because maybe a lot of directors aren't actors, didn't go to acting school. And it's more focused on that kind of, you know, what they're envisioning in post, which I, I'm not speaking for all directors. I'm just saying like, at some times I did notice like, this is their direction and it just clicked. Like I could just get into their mind a bit easier. Yeah. So I love that you're pointing that out and how editing is a lot similar to directing because that's when things are being cut exactly like you have to direct that right that's why there's a yeah. director's cut and all that so i think that's such a cool and smart experience to kind of go on if you're trying to get close to a director like i wouldn't have thought of that so i think that is like a really unique like you said path that you were on but yeah. a smart one to like get to that goal like you kind of i love that you kind of knew where you wanted somewhat to be in and you're like going that is the source like I, think I had
2: no idea what I was doing <laughs> like I, I it, it, it's just happenstance that it ended up working out okay um,
1: yeah but looking back but, like you can see that you know like oh yeah. yeah that's so cool
2: to your point of knowing all the roles uh like trying to as a director it's kind of your responsibility to know you know pretty much everything um you know I know of very big directors who don't know what, what, uh, what looping is mm-hmm. for instance, or like, you know, foley. like they don't, they're not aware of like These those terms. types yeah. of things. Yeah. And it's like, I, I come from post, So I see, I, I know that stuff. And there's probably stuff that I don't know from, from set obviously. Um, but you know, I, I, my attempt was while everybody around me in school and you know, anyone I talked to when I moved to LA All were saying, like, I want to be a director. I want to be a director. In the back of my mind, I was like, as soon as I label myself as that, while I'm learning, people are going to then sidebar me and say, this person has too big of an ambition for the role that they're in. They're not going to make it. So really, I just I kept to myself a little bit and just tried to learn as much as I could. Uh, Because I went to school for cinematography Um, I was a photographer like my dad was Um, and, you know, learning editing was, you know, uh, vital Mm -hmm. to to being able to make stories on my own um, as well as like learning visual effects and stuff. Um, A lot of the the shots in the movie uh, that are final, I did. Um, Oh my gosh. Yeah. So there's, there's so cool. (laughs) You have to, you have to know a lot as the director, but at the end of the day, you know this vast knowledge you're not using all of it like you're probably using it's just like a safety precaution because like if you if something goes wrong it's your job to fix it as quick as possible Mm -hmm. um you know if although i have made i've made this metaphor before if you leave uh filmmaking is like a ship if you leave port with the right crew the right cast and the right plan you as the director don't really have to do anything there's maybe a tiny bit of course (laughs) correction yeah but if you, if you leave port with the wrong crew or the wrong cast or the wrong plan, and not everybody's on the same page, your boat's going to start drifting to a very strange part of the ocean. <laughs> and it's a lot harder to turn that ship to where you want it to go, because it's big. Like, film productions are huge. Yeah. so. Yeah. That's... how big
1: uh and was this like the biggest set you've worked on i'm, I'm asking two questions at once <laughs> um,
2: the biggest set that i've worked on uh was probably new
1: mutants okay okay
2: um that was in boston um uh, that was the 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 last feature that i think i worked on before uh this one got going um that's but definitely yeah, it was, it was,
1: like intimidating for me as a filmmaker because I kind of like this close knit like I love helping hands like trust me I'm yeah. not saying I don't want helping hands but it's like these giant like Hollywood crews mm-hmm. for sure like to me I'm I'm like not I'm not ready yet <laughs> like I'm like you know what's my, funny yeah yeah
2: what's funny is that like it, it doesn't matter how big a crew is it it does always kind of feel you know like you're there making something together mm-hmm. um Aww. and it <laughs> just me- nice. it, like <laughs> it's, like I don't know maybe I it's to me to me it feels like the experience of making something is 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 you know at the end of the day like the film is just a token of that really and For people sure. get to experience that story and stuff but making something together is just really I don't know it's very special mm-hmm. to be able to do that like um and oh yeah you know To the point of like different size crews like we had a crew of about a hundred or so people uh in hawaii and you know people were always telling me uh that you know oh you have to be prepared like hawaiian crews are a little bit slower pace Mm. and you know i don't know anything different yeah like i i I made (laughs) my first one i have no idea how quick people in LA can be like, I have no idea. (laughs) Yeah. Um, you know, like I, I, I'm basing it solely on that experience and you know it went well so like I have no complaints Mm oh
0: that's awesome Uh, and I think it's good to keep your like be open-minded in that way too because it's like you know maybe Hawaiian crews are slower because they don't have the sort of crazy deadlines that LA might have you know or maybe LA crews are actually slower than New York crews because you know LA is more of a like kind of laid-back attitude like who knows you know but as long as you like come into that with an open mind and know how to just adjust and work with people like you can make it a great experience regardless, you know?
2: No, I completely agree. Because, like, at the end of the day, the the tone of set is set by the director. Mm -hmm. Like, if you...
0: There we go,
1: Greg.
2: If you (laughs) yell at someone, if you yell at someone and you berate someone, that sets a horrible tone for the entire crew, the entire cast. Like, there's no reason for it either. Like, they are literally, like, crew is literally there because they either want to earn a living or they're passionate about the idea that you brought to them. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, you're responsible for them being there. And so there should be trust. Mm -hmm. Like if it's, if, if, if you're not as a director, if you're not getting what you expected, you did not put that person in the correct role. So it's on you. Yeah. You should be the one who should be ashamed of yourself. if You're upset. (laughs) No, I completely
0: agree. Yeah.
1: Well, that brings me to my next question for you about that, because um, that's something I noticed, especially as a producer here, like, I kind of set the tone and expectations for the crew members that I brought on to projects, right? I'm, like, getting them either really hyped or excited, and, like, they always, like, and, you know, letting them know I got them at the end of the day, which is really important to me. Like, whatever happens, like, I got you. Let me know if you have any issues, et cetera. Um, So as a director attached on this project, were you also kind of in the producer's chair? And, like, did you hire or bring on most of this your crew and and cast. And I know you probably have the whole casting director and all of that attached, but as a director, it is personal to you. And especially because you wrote this, I can imagine that maybe you had more of a responsibility in that.
2: Well, it feels like there's more responsibility when you write something for sure, because you're connected to it a little bit more. Um, You know, it's, it's, it's hard to do a lot of different jobs. You know, there's, like I said, I did some visual effects on this film, um, but we needed people like you know, Brad Parker, uh, who's right. also a director. Um, he, he, he came in and made sure that I didn't have to think about like all the fine details of making sure that we got a shot a specific way for, for some of the visual, visual effects, effects sequences. Yeah. So it's, you know, I, I think that like, you know, being, being, uh, being a director and being a producer are very similar jobs very similar jobs you're curating a crew you're curating a cast you know you're working together with the director to to make that happen as the producer uh, but at the i i feel like the and actually I'll, I'll say this a producer's role and a director's role almost kind of become less stressful when you get to set um because everything's set mm-hmm. you know like it's you're, all you all your did pieces your job.
1: Are it's there. Yeah. <laughs> that's what yeah, I like to you say. Did your, if, you did job, yeah, if You did
2: your job. You it's all okay. there. <laughs> like, you should be fine.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
2: yeah, I mean, I, I would love to produce in the future. That that sounds, oh, you know, cool. it's it's it, curating. It's like yeah. one of my it's one of my favorite words cuz I and it's I one like word that, that word. I always I like forget. That word for yeah, it. curating. Yeah. It's like being able to put everything in the into whatever you're doing mm-hmm. uh, and making yeah. sure it's the right element. I don't know. Yeah. I like that word a lot.
0: No, that, I mean, that is so, like, both of you guys saying, you know, to do the work ahead of time, like, it's so important, and I have taken so many classes, heard so many lectures, whatever, about, like, if you put the time and effort into pre-production, production's going to go so much smoother, and I completely oh, yes. agree with that. I would rather spend a year on pre-production for, like, a six-day shoot and know that it's going to be smooth, because... Like on set, you know, as filmmakers, like that's that's where we want to be. We want to be on set. That's when the, we have the most fun, right? But that's also the most <laughs> stressful and like crazy time. So yeah, it's putting that work and time and effort into pre-production is so so important, and it makes everybody's job yes. so much easier.
2: Yes, it's the script at the end of the day that you're that is the plan. Mm-hmm. You know, the one one of the things mm. that I I love about directing is that while you do have that script, um it's kind of like it's kind of the script is almost kind of a safety net in a way. Cause if, it, if the script's good, then you can fall back on whatever decisions you've already or the direct or the writer has already made. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But then, you know, there, there are some really amazing things that can happen on set that are spur of the moment. Like for instance, uh, when she paints over the mural uh, and walks on the beach away Mm -hmm. in the sunset completely unplanned didn't shoot that uh didn't have the sunset shot in mind at all Mm -hmm. but like we just happened to have this amazing sunset that was happening at the time and someone yelled out oh my god look at that (laughs) and then (laughs) you know i was like luca get the camera we're going
0: and then (laughs) we
2: filmed that 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 segment that segment there
0: um, I love those moments. I love hearing yeah. about those later too, because those those are almost always like the best shots in a film, right? So yeah, those happy like accidents, planned.
2: yeah. You know, being able to roll with it, like that's your job. Yeah. Like if if it if things don't go, things will never go according to plan. I should say that, and it's your job to make the best decisions as you're rolling with it. Mm, right. like, that's that's just that's literally what the job description is. Yeah, organized chaos. Yeah. That's what filmmaking. <laughs>
1: As that's I love that. I was gonna say, being in Hawaii, I can't imagine how many gorgeous moments you probably had. Like, were you just waking up every morning to an early sunrise over the ocean, your pina colada at the end <laughs> of the day? Like, <laughs> you're like, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I
2: mean but, it was it yeah. was amazing there. You know, I think one of the reasons that we chose uh, Hawaii as a location was because it had sunrise and sunset. Mm-hmm. You know, like what what better yeah. place to you can't find that anywhere except for maybe Florida. Yeah. Uh but These, there's like, something special about Hawaii. Sunsets. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. So yeah.
1: Did, when you wrote the script, was it always uh set in Hawaii?
2: It wasn't. Oh. Um uh, oh. Uh originally I think I didn't we didn't really have a plan as far as a location goes. Uh, but I can say that uh during our writing process, I started to switch over to using Hawaiian shampoos. <laughs> and I feel like maybe I was like subconsciously going that way, and then it when it became an option, yeah, I was like, Oh, okay, well, we should definitely go there. And then someone, uh, I think one of the other options, uh, I think was, uh, on the East coast somewhere. And I was like, that's not going to be, that's not going to be the same. Like we need, we need that. Um, and then also like it provided us an option for, you know, whether we wanted something to be, you know, or we, we basically could film a sunset or a sunrise and have it be very similar. That's Um,
1: so smart. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. love love an early morning so. fake
0: night time <laughs> <laughs> uh, more time on the day mm-hmm. yep especially
2: with the horizon you get the sun coming up and then there's nothing blocking it there
1: you go okay Tessa, we're gonna lock that in our memory why is also it they say place? that
2: you should write you should write where you want to go too right mm-hmm. Like if there's if there's a place that you've always Italy. wanted to go, why not write we're gonna, something? We're, we're to yeah, exactly. That out. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: and that's it. Yeah. That, really, you should because like you never know what opportunity you're going to have to get to shoot somewhere really cool. And if it's written in there in the script, and you're like, well, I have to go there, so I need to find the funds to do it. You know, and then yeah. you can always figure out how to fake it if you do need to later. <laughs> you know, movie magic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So talk to us a little bit now. You know, at this point, like you've got the script ready. You knew you wanted to direct, like, how did you get the rest of your team attached and like get the names attached to the film that you did for the cast and just that whole process?
2: So a lot of the writing process, uh, that goes untalked about is how much waiting mm-hmm. there is. Uh, cause James and I had a, had a, had a pretty decent script, uh, I think in like 2018, um, And then it was just about uh, finding the right actor. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes it takes a long time for people to read uh, Mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, people to like anybody to read, Mm -hmm. I guess. Um, But when Clara read it, uh, she Mm -hmm. responded to it instantly. And then we went and saw uh, I Am Mother uh and i was like okay she knows exactly what i know exactly what kind of actor she is mm-hmm. uh she and then we met on skype this was before zoom <laughs> uh and talked about her character for a little bit and she, like there was just like thousands of sparks that were just flying in her eye like you could tell that she knew what the role was mm. you could tell like how much passion she had for it um, every time I described something new about the character, she was, you know, nodding her head with excitement. And so that was, that was, that was very, uh, that was a very special kind of, uh, moment because it was like, all right, if this person can bring this character to life, I think everything else is going to fall into place. Mm-hmm. And then we started meeting with Harrison's. Uh, I met Lewis. Uh, we ended up talking for like three hours uh, over coffee. Um, oh we found out later that uh, we both lived in the Valley, but I had set the meeting in Santa Monica. And <laughs> didn't even ask him. So that was a, that was a gaffe on my part. <laughs> That's uh,
1: hilarious.
2: <laughs> yeah. I should ask that next time. Um, but yeah, so he, he and I talked for uh, like three hours and um, you know, oh it was gosh. a, it was a good experience just, you know, getting to know who who these two people were and, like, the time spent with them on, on set and off of set in Hawaii. Like, that was, to me, like, I think the most important part of it because I kind of understood who they were going into filming. Mm. Um, and then from there, like, you know, just keeping track of where their their heads were at mm-hmm. was was an important part of it um cuz like you know you you want to make sure that like if somebody's having a bad day like you know that so that you can try to course correct it for the sake of the the shoot um but yeah like and then i guess uh, the other elements of the film like uh, you know Luca uh you know Luca and I share like a very similar eye when it comes to composition and uh like dynamic range just seeing you know blacks and whites a certain way Mm um and all the colors in between like Uh you know i see it very similarly and i thought you know this is this is great like he's never been to hawaii um he'll know how to capture this because it's so beautiful and like i think so beautiful if you
1: hire your shots are beautiful by the way, just going to say it. <laughs> oh, <thank laughs> like, you. Oh, the, it's like, it's gorgeous. You. Yeah.
2: Luca did an amazing job. <clears throat> um, we like, like I was, like I was saying, he, uh, he had never been there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I had never been there. And sa- same with our production designer, Dan, um, he, they, all of us had never been there before. And I thought to myself, you know, one of the things that I have always noticed about when I've been on vacation someplace, like with my family is that if you, if you go somewhere, and you've never been you kind of notice things that that you wouldn't otherwise notice Mm -hmm. uh like if you like i've been in los angeles for 10 years Mm -hmm. there's probably things that i overlook daily that people who are visiting are like (laughs) oh my god this is beautiful oh look at that palm tree over there like you know there's there's things that we we take for granted uh if we haven't if we haven't been out of them uh out of that element for a little bit Mm. so that those those guys uh you know there was a good dynamic between us as well uh you know dan dan's a funny guy uh lucas is is very driven um and like it was a good mesh uh of people just working on this thing Mm -hmm. um
1: that's awesome like that's what you need you need a balance of like yeah people and personalities but then the day like even like i love that you're talking about how In tune you were with your actors, I mean, duh as a director you need to be, but just like just a reminder that like these are these this is your family, you know, for the next foreseeable future. And like it's it's an awesome family to be a part of when you have like, you know, the right band together. And that's really important to me when we go into filming our first feature is that we have just the best people, like that are excited and that we can like at the end of the day have a martini shot and call it, <laughs> call, you know, like call it what it is and like get through it together. Cause it's, it isn't a magical, unique experience that we get to be a part of when we're filming. Yeah.
2: One of the benefits of writing uh, a script is, or working with a writer very closely is uh, that as, like as a director, you 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 don't need to like when you when you transition from that that writing phase to the directing phase if you know the script well enough you really don't only have to reference it um because it's the actors that are bringing it to life Mm -hmm. um and your your job is more focused on performance um so yeah it, it it is a it to me it like once we switched over to once i switched over to 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 the directing portion of the film that's where I kind of like relaxed almost and I think that I, I would encourage people to make sure that they know the script like the back of their hand mm. even though that's right. a stupid phrase because nobody knows what the back of their <laughs> hand looks like uh, but yeah if 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 you know the script uh you know the the peripherals will will you know be much easier to 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 work with mm. the problems that arise like everything that comes up you'll, you'll be able to deal with
0: yeah Hey, fem fam! have you heard us raving about Jambox yet? Because let me tell you, it's such an amazing tool for filmmakers, podcasters, advertisers, and anyone who needs music for their projects.
1: Jambox.io is so versatile. They've got songs and sound effects organized by artists, genre, mood, and tags.
0: And they're actually affordable. For as little as $9.99 a month for independent creators, $6 a month for students, or $19.99 a song, you can choose whether a subscription-based membership or a la carte pricing works better for you. And they're flexible. For individual creators, to commercial, to advertising, to theatrical release, they've got you covered.
1: Plus, they're constantly growing and evolving. With new songs and playlists all the time, and customer service on point, they really do have everything you need.
0: We've been working with them for a while now and couldn't be happier. That's why we have a special coupon code for our listeners.
1: For 10% off your purchase, make sure you enter code fem 10 at checkout. That's FEMM10 at jambox.io, where they connect creators with ridiculously good music and sound effects.
0: And honestly, I feel like knowing the script, like, even as an actor, when I've been on some sets that um, it's something that I, you know, I was a hired actor for, like, I had nothing to do with the creation up, like, I was just an actor that was hired on. Um, And sometimes there's been times when it's like, okay, you're hired, we start filming next week. And so it's like, okay, I read the script, I memorized my lines, but I haven't had the time to really, like, have the script completely, like, story in my head, like, know it, in and out and like i'll get yeah. on set and it's like okay so now we're gonna shoot this scene and i'm like okay now let me think okay that scene in the actual story happens after this scene and you know it's just so much more comfortable as an actor as well if you know the whole script in and out and you understand the yeah. story and it's right. like you don't have to freak out being like Uh, did this happen in the story yet so like do i have to know this information I- yeah
2: Imagine that with uh, with time travel, like the actors, 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 you know, that that was a huge challenge for them.
0: Yeah. Uh, I
2: know that I know that that, you know, was a lot to ask for. And they they all they all killed it. They did a great job.
0: Yeah. Did you out of curiosity um, when you were coming up with like your shot list and the order that you were going to shoot everything in? Did you consider that or was it really just more of like a technical like this is what you know, we've got the time for this today kind of thing?
2: Well, it's interesting. Um like we had I had done some animatics uh for just the like the visual effects sequences Mm -hmm. and anything that I thought was like an emotionally important scene. Um but you know, and then working with with Luca, uh we did a little bit more of that, but the luxury that we had with Dan's production design and the fact that you know we were in such a beautiful place uh was that you know we could make decisions on the fly like i knew what you know you need you need your master you need your close-ups you know uh and it helps it helps dp to know you know the lighting conditions and what you're thinking about but like i said before luca and i shared a a similar dynamic range so i look for our eye um so i i knew that i could trust him for for that um and then like, you know, I know that things change on the day. Mm-hmm. Like things always change. So you can have a plan going into it. And then it's your job to throw that out if there's better options. Mm-hmm. Um so that, that that to me is <laughs> what like makes that. filmmaking so fun. <laughs> yeah. 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 It ma- it makes filmmaking so fun in that regard.
1: You have Greg such a beautiful like joyous uh deposition when it comes to the whole filmmaking experience and as i'm sure our listeners are hearing this they're it's it's such it's nice to hear these stories do you know what i mean like you know we 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 do have great guests who share that too but it's i can really feel it that like you had just like the best time <laughs> with everything it was, it was amazing and, and and how and it makes sense though like we've already touched on this episode like you know why like i feel that's been you you really knew the story and i think and you did the prep and you got the right team and it's just so it, 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 I'm feeling like a Zen, <laughs> like coming into this morning. So, well, I hope I don't inspire yeah. bad
2: things. I hope, <laughs> I hope, uh, you know, I don't, no. I don't lead people down the wrong way.
1: No, it totally uh, makes sense. Why? And like, and how, you know, you're, you're articulating your experience in that way and why, why you come across that way. Mm-hmm. And it's, I'm just letting you know, that's so cool. Like it's, it's really exciting. Thank
2: you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So when you were, um, then like, figuring it out out after the whole like what I guess where where I'm going this is once the the darn film was filmed, and you got everything that you um, put together. How long did the whole editing, like post-production timeline, take? I'm, I'm curious. Well, we
2: had we had a little bit of, of a pandemic to deal with. <laughs> oh um, yeah, that so
1: happened. It,
2: it did. It did. Uh, you know that that little thing. Um, you know the thing that changed the world. <laughs> you know it took it's. It, it, we 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 ran into a lot of uh, you know first like i don't know first experiences for you know people that have uh you know been making films for forever all of a sudden there's this new precedent set where you have to be remote and you know you can't screen your movie for an audience Mm -hmm. you can't test it um i was really looking forward to testing it and we actually had to close down editorial right around the time that we were about to test it and it was such a bummer because it's like that that information, I know that it's, it's a scary thing to test your movie and have an audience see it in a vulnerable state, mm-hmm. but that almost informs you a little bit more about what the film is. Right. You know, pat Patrick's Patrick, my editor, he's amazing because he can he can basically uh, you can give him a scene that goes A B C, and then he'll take out B and present A C, and while most people will see or like a leftover Mm B in there he doesn't he he sees it from a fresh perspective and that was a huge asset because you know without an audience you don't have you don't have people telling you that this is you know this is what the movie is you know patrick could see it in that way and you know i i could as well i started to i don't think i quite got around to it but like he 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 was very good at presenting things in a way that you know convinced me Mm -hmm. uh it should be a certain way but uh yeah huge yeah yeah it, it was incredible working with him um he's got such such humor to him too
0: I love that. Um, <laughs> yeah. It,
2: like it decreases any stress of, uh, of the edit. <laughs> Good.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, I think you need to have uh, that kind of bedside manner in, in filming, if you know what I mean. Going in like this yeah. is everything, the weight of like your project. Like that's when you really start to see your story come together for the first time
0: or the yeah. millionth
1: time. <laughs> so I love that. You know, I think that's, that's a great point. Like you want an editor who can see things and maybe challenge you at times a bit differently um because you know you're so close to it you've been so wrapped up you you broke the day yeah (laughs) Yeah. you know so it's like you know
2: the 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 other thing uh you know in in terms of trust like the relationships that you form uh while you're filming Mm -hmm. you know one of the things is like you're hiring these people to do their job and it's on you to figure out whether or not you know, they're right for the job in the interview. And, you know, I met with Patrick, I knew he was right for the role. Uh, he had just come off. Uh, I think it was, I think he just came off green book or another project and, um, or I think it was Arkansas. Uh, I think he just, yeah, he just came off of Arkansas and when we went, uh, and filmed it, you know, we, we got through week one, uh and then at the beginning of week two he sent me like one of the first scenes that he cut together and when i saw that i was like okay this is exactly the movie that i'm looking for um i don't need to talk to patrick <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we did we didn't communicate until we were back wow. in l.a uh, i mean he, he he may have he may have made like a couple requests here and there for certain things but uh you know we i didn't talk to him about you know the edit at all yeah like i knew that he was making something that i was shooting like i knew what i was giving him yeah and you know it showed so like we were on the the same page and that like you know just being on the same page with someone is important
0: absolutely i mean i know for us like you know with our first feature that we're in pre-production for right now building our team it's you know we've We've gathered a lot of people that we are already friends with and we haven't worked with, but we've seen their work. And, you know, some of them even we met from this podcast. So it's like, yeah, it's very important to build that team that you trust. And I know we're looking for an editor now, too. That's like one of the big pieces that's missing for us. And it's just so important that, yeah, that they see the same story that you do. You know, so important. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's, I'll talk to
1: Patrick. Yeah. (laughs) That would be great. No, like it's because it's like they need to. Okay, I'm so I'm the writer, director, actor of the the film that we're making. And so, yeah, I'm like similar to you probably in mindset, like we know the story so well. We see a lot of it. So it's just important that and probably I should lead with some faith that it would it would. kind of be an easy decision when you meet the right person, because like you said, you saw it and it just clicked and you know, like, and that's what, I don't know if I'll have the luxury though of like, I guess my, for any advice, um, I don't know if I have the luxury of giving them like a test run of like the footage. So is there any other advice you would give to someone who's trying, like myself that would know how to ask other than seeing their other work? Or you
2: know, you know it's interesting. I think that's such a hard question. Mm-hmm. That's such a hard question I'm, because I'm known like, for
1: asking the good <laughs> ones here. You know, just the, the tea. <laughs> there's
2: there's so much more uh, to he Patrick wants. than yeah. what his reel says, mm-hmm. mm. and you know, there's that you can you can meet with someone and you know it makes assumptions but i wouldn't have known about the abc thing Mm -hmm. that i was talking about like there's there's no like that skill set doesn't reveal itself in an interview um you know that was actually just going back to the casting process uh that's one of the things that i kind of almost like had to convince myself of uh was trust Mm -hmm. um because i i think i forget who i there, there was an actor that i was going to meet with for a role on this and I remember going, I remember driving on the, in the car and on my way there, I said to myself, or I, I was nervous uh, to meet this person. And it wasn't because they were, uh, you know, a big name or, you know, someone I I knew it was mainly because I didn't think that they were right for the role. Mm-hmm. And when I, like, it was, a, it, this moment was literally like maybe Five seconds of my life, but it was like a complete eye opener where it was like, oh, my God, what if they convince you that they're right for the role when you're in the in the meeting with them? Yeah. No, you idiot. If they convince you that they're right for the role when you're meeting with them, that means that they're right for the role. <laughs> so then it's like just it re- relieved it relieved a lot of stress for me because it's like you'll know yeah. you, when you're when you're putting people in the right roles like you'll know, uh, you know, and yeah. if you approach it and yeah. in, in like a matter of fact you know like everything's gonna be fine
1: yeah you know yeah no that's it that's a that's kind of how we're, we're leading this ship <laughs> kind of you gotta have that's to trust good. your gut yeah you gotta have yeah. to like yeah. really just be like i feel like because there's some people for other parts of the project that i've considered and played around like who should be like who should be my co-director. Um, Cause I'm doing so many things. Like I'm, I'm going to need like, you know, an assistant or co um, and even that, like I know some people that are great, but I'm like, you know, I love them, but I don't know if I could like feel like we would be able to share the same bed for Better terms <laughs> for lack of better terms like share be in the same bed yeah. in this project and like really be like i feel good about it so yeah I, and they might have like literally minimal experience in in like the features right of filming but i'm like i their talent like i just feel good like, and that's kind of where most of my gut intuition is coming forward from. Yeah. So yeah, that's, it's just like, I guess editing freaks me out more because it's more technical and like, like really piecing it together. So that's, mm. I, that's why I was like asking <laughs> more so for that role. Cause it's, yeah, yeah it's been a hard find for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but I think like what you were saying about like, you know, it's hard to tell from someone's real I think that applies for literally every position in filmmaking because, like, you know, reels are especially for, like, actors and directors and cinematographers, I feel like, are the people that really, like everything is like judged based on their reel, but like all that stuff, like mm. even an actor, it's like, maybe they were completely influenced by the director. Maybe it was an awful script, even something like, <laughs> like makeup, which you would think would be like, what's on the screen is, you know, it could be completely <laughs> affected by the lighting. Like it's, everything is just affected by everything else so much that sometimes <clears throat> it's hard to know, like where the true talent or lack thereof <laughs> is coming from, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's very true. That's very true. Yeah.
0: yeah. So again, going back to press play. So this at this point, you know, you're finished with post-production. You're ready to get it out there. How did that all happen? Like with distribution and, and all of that? It was a
2: little bit of a waiting yeah. game. Um, you know, we, people weren't looking for projects uh, at, at that the time. point where, yeah, where yeah. we were. Um, you know, pe- people were scared to release movies in theaters. Mm-hmm yeah Um, that's true and i feel like we're like i think i just saw an article this morning that said that you know theaters are starting (laughs) to feel a little better about releasing movies Mm -hmm. um but that that goes to show like how long uh the process can take yeah you know it took took a while for this one to to come out Mm -hmm. yeah Um, so it it's you know it 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 it's it's a it's an industry of hurry up and wait yeah
1: <laughs> um, absolutely that's a, we've yeah, heard that time, f- time again on this yeah, show. yeah i first yeah.
2: heard that i heard that term first when i was <laughs> working at uh cbs news in milwaukee mm-hmm. and literally that was what it what what that industry is it's like you're 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 waiting <laughs> around for news to happen and then all of a sudden news happens and you've got like a half an hour segment where you got to say the news <laughs> and and right. uh yeah, yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, I think though uh from based on we've had some filmmakers on who shot and and made their film in the pandemic, and I think a lot of them though chose to also kind of wait for a release just so that they could have like a proper yeah. like you know with all this work that was put into it, you wanna be able to kind of do it justice yeah. and, and have people yeah. be able to enjoy it and see it. So honestly, I think this is a great time for press play. Like it's the summer. We're like kind of out of whatever this crazy <laughs> situation. Yeah. It
2: seems like it's constantly rolling over.
1: I know. There's <laughs> just like more, more stuff, but more stuff. I think this is, in general though, I think press play is like a great like love story that we can can have um, for the summer mm-hmm. is there something that you would like you know to tell the audience a little bit more about it that they can expect or to feel or what why you know they should run to their next amc and they, go see it in, in a less kitschy way oh, than i'm explaining <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah like other than how gorgeous these shots are and, and the talent attached i mean well i think
2: yeah. I, personally speaking i think that um, filmmaking should filmmaking should be entertaining, mm-hmm. um, but it should also teach and maybe help you become a better person at the end of the day when you leave. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, love that. Yeah, that I think is I think I think that's what makes the good stories m- resonate more. Mm-hmm. You've so you've seen a thousand movies that just don't do it correctly. Yeah, and they're <laughs> all created by you know corporate uh you know yes cooks that are are making (laughs) films um i think that there's you know if there's a if there's a story to tell if there's a story to tell that uh that resonates um it's not gonna not everyone's gonna like it Mm -hmm. you know you're not trying to make something broad like this might not this movie might not work for some people, Yeah, you know, it's at the end of the day, like you're not trying to make a movie for a hundred percent of people. You're trying to help those people who might not be, they might not be, uh, you know, with the rest of the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, they're, mm-hmm. we're, we're I, like I said, we're, I'm trying to make films that encourage, you know, people to be better people mm-hmm. um you know I, I think that we need better people in the world
0: yeah
1: so. yes. Amen, yes. Greg. Amen. Yeah. i love that that's like yeah i love that that's very important yeah and i think what i think most like you said like actually passionate filmmakers we we all have a message that we're we're trying to not always like oh put in your face i'm not saying that but there's just you know mm-hmm. there's something we care about saying or why we even write something it, it's it's much deeper most of the time and i love yeah. that that's what your message is it's it's a beautiful and important one that we're Thank lacking. You. yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank
0: you. Amazing. Well, on that note, um, can you let our listeners know a few things? Um, First of all, well, I'll let our listeners know that the film, it was just released as we're recording this. So you guys will be, it'll be a couple weeks into it being released. Um, But if you can let our listeners know where they can find the film, any social media connected with the film, any social media of yours that you would like to share, basically where they can find you and your work and the film and anything they want to know about it all.
2: Well, you can find Press Play on streaming services such as Amazon, um, Vudu, uh, YouTube movies, Apple TV. Um, it's available for rent and for purchase. Uh, I think there's a DVD or Blu-ray coming out in a, in a couple couple months. Um, and you can find me on social media. Um, I have an Instagram. It's sh 35 mm. Uh, it's inspired by uh, Paul Newman's hometown. I'm a huge fan of Paul Newman and what he did for the world uh, with his Newman's Own uh, company. <laughs> and uh, I love 35 millimeter film. Nice. Uh, you can find me on Instagram there, and then uh, I have a Twitter. It's just my name. Um, and yeah, I just uh, as a reminder, filmmaking is supposed to be fun. Uh, so you know, if you if you're thinking about making film. Don't stress about it. Yeah, you know, it should
0: be fun. Yes, what a good moral to like. Oh, Greg! <laughs> Happy Monday morning, yes. guys. We
1: got a good one today. Thank you, Greg. That was like thank you for these messages. Everyone go see his film. Duh. And um, yeah, that was that was so great. I, I just feel like like our our listeners, like I said before, are just gonna be more excited about mm-hmm. like. I'm like leave with some less stress today. Yeah, you know, tuning okay, into this good. one. Yeah, this is a very good,
0: very feel-good feel good episode. Good, <laughs> we yeah. need yeah. that. Yeah. We need these
1: feel-good. Yeah, not that our others aren't. It's just you know, life. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <It's> <laughs> life. You we shouldn't take it so COVID. seriously. Yeah, yeah. Don't just
2: don't just take really things really really so really seriously. Well. You should be able to have fun. Yeah. You know.
0: Thanks for listening to Femme Regard podcast. If you like what you hear, tune in every Friday for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals.
1: We can only grow with your support, so please subscribe, share, rate, and review. You can also join the FemFam on Patreon. For more on us, check us out at femregard.com.